25 seconds left to play. You're listening to the Matt Wyatt Show. I want winners. This crowd is alive. Play to win the game. Wyatt from the shotgun, two backs alongside. Knock him out, John. Wyatt gets the ball. It won't be long. Wyatt back to throw. Wyatt looks. Fires toward the end zone. Passes. Caught for touchdown by Matthew Butler. Speak to They are who we thought they were. And we let them out the hole. I get out of hand. Just, just tell me I'm a jerk and shut up. Let's go scatter the west right tight. That's left. 372 Y sticks. He's The Matt Wyatt Show. He's Radio Wyatt. Well, how am I going to go to college? I'll just play football. All right, let's go. Hour number two of the show just started. I'm Matt in the Farm Bureau studio. Farm Bureau, go with the home team. They are your home team in all 82 counties across the great state of Mississippi. Farm Bureau insurance agents, local Farm Bureau insurance agents. And we stay connected to you here because of C Spire. So not only when we're on the air, but when we're not, whether it's, you know, uploading, tweeting, posting on Facebook going live on Twitter and all this kind of stuff throughout the days. And especially when we get sporting events going, we'll go live at a stadium from time to time. Nine out of 10 times when I do something like that, I'm not using Wi-Fi. I'm using my signal with C Spire. And that's just the truth. All right. So welcome in. Hour two, just getting started. You can be a part of the show. Lots of different ways to do that. Text me on the country pleasing text line. It is 885-ESPN, 885-ESPN, or call me on the Divini phone, 995-1059, that's a 601 number, 995-1059. Also, tweet me, at Radio Wyatt, hey to everybody watching on Facebook and Twitter, if you're watching the live stream right there. I'm standing up today for the first time during the show. i got a new standing. Well, it's technically not a standing desk. It's a thing that goes on top of your desk that raises everything up so you can stand. And that's what I'm doing. The reason is uh, years now of sitting in a chair for two hours a day minimum. Many of those days I'd sit for two hours in the chair solid during a show. And then sit at other times during the day, like sit in a car for an hour car ride on top of that and sit back in that chair for two hours at night editing video. And that's too much sitting stationary. So at my age, got to do something about it. Starting the day, I'm up on my feet and it is a little different. I will tell you, it's a little different standing constantly. There's um, every now and then I'm I'm a tad bit more. If you've ever done a lot of talking, this won't make any sense if you haven't, because you're like, hold on, out of breath. You know, you talk to somebody who's like a pastor or talk to someone who sings and they'll tell you it's entirely different doing those things while you're standing versus while you're sitting the way you have to catch your breath and how much breath you need. It's it really is a difference. I'm noticing it today. So appreciate you all hanging in there with me as I, you know. Switch things up. Hey to uh, Bulldog Wes in the house watching on Facebook. Rick is watching and he says, I got 
um, I got to get back to work next week. I've completed all the honeydews. <laughs> hey, let me tell you this. Just go ahead and get ready, Rick. You'll get a new list. You will get a new list. I'm sure you know that. All right. Over here on the uh, Country Pleasing text line, 885-ESPN. Jackson Mailman says, Matt, I have always said I can put on more clothes that, but can't take off enough. Y'all, this is going back to what I told you in hour one. There's a rumor out there. You can call it a rumor. Some people are calling it a leak that October the 1st is the target date to start the college football season. I had some conversations last night. It absolutely matches up with what everybody has been saying over the last, really just one week. Have y'all noticed this? Y'all really and truly, I, I want you, if you think I'm crazy, Beaver, Beaver, if you think I'm crazy, but what I think we have noticed is that in the last seven days, maybe seven to 10 days, there's been a steady uptick in the number of quotes given to writers and in podcasts and different things by coaches and ADs and university presidents that are starting to make the wheels turn a little bit and giving you hope that, hey, they know something because they're getting this thing ready to go in the fall. All those quotes are pointing towards that. I see it. That's what my gut tells me. And this bit of information that, hey, behind closed doors, they've been talking about now that October 1 is what they're looking at for football. Okay, and so we discovered all right, October the 1st is a Thursday night. Look at, for instance, Keith Carter, AD Ole Miss. What did he say in the interview with Rebel Grove? He said, he didn't say June. He said, I think we're going to try to, we're looking at getting our athletes back on campus in July. Well, that's a month later, and they normally come in for summer stuff. Well, what is October? It's a month later and when you normally start football, the games. You look at other stories this week. What was it yesterday? AL.com. University of Alabama says they expect to be ready to go for camp, uh, classes on campus this fall. University of Memphis. University of Memphis plans on moving ahead with on-campus classes this fall. Last night, tweet, Mississippi State. Mississippi State's looking ahead to, you know, looking at having campuses, uh, I'm sorry, classes on campus this fall. It's all pointing towards that. And I told you, again, I hammered it, hammered it, hammered it. They were never going to have college football full, full bore and play in these full-on four-quarter games on campus, in campus stadiums if they didn't have Students and classes going on on campus too weren't going to do it. Uh, let's on that note. Listen to what Mark Emmert. I know you know negative connotation. He's the NCAA guy, but he's in on every conversation, right? Whether we like him or not, or think he's doing a good job, if Mark Emmert wants to have a phone conversation with the president of the United States, he can get one. It's just true. So there's information going to this guy. Here's what he said in an interview with NBC Sports Network. The biggest variable here isn't when is it when is it okay to play a game? It's when can schools reopen? 
again, you know, we're not the NFL or the or Major League Baseball. This isn't just about when can you get kids back together again. It's when is there a school open? So if a school's still closed down, uh, it's pretty hard to say, yeah, but we're going to bring we're going to bring athletes back, even though we don't think it's safe for the rest of the student body. The big variable right. is our school is going to be able to open. And y'all, it's word for word what we talked about on this show last week. It's word for word that from this show, the video we posted on the Facebook page, facebook.com slash Radio White. It's word for word in the video I created for YouTube. Word for word, what he just said. It's all about students. They're still students. And there's no situation where we could bring them back on campus and play ball and put them together, but we can't bring the other students back. It's exactly what he just said. Lynn, hanging on the Divinity Equipment phone line, Divinity Equipment, Madison, and in Jackson. What's up, Lynn? Happy Maroon Friday, man. How you doing? Man, I'm just right. Happy Maroon Friday to you, too. What's up? Hey, I got a question. If uh, if we bounce back to October like y'all are talking about, or everybody, a lot of people are talking about, uh, and the players get to report in July, does that not kind of fix the problem for us being kind of crunched on time to get stuff in? It's just like you just missed spring, right? Absolutely. Yes. Ab- you're exactly right. Uh, that's what I was thinking. Now, I, I've heard some difference in opinions on this. Out of the four coaches, coaches in the SEC, which system do you think is going to be the most hampered by this mess up? Yeah. So I, I mean, obviously everybody. A lot of people are saying state because, you know, it's a completely different system. But I don't I don't know if I agree with that if it's as simple as what they say, but I just wanted to hear what you thought about it. That's a great question, Lynn. Great question. Thank you. Hey, and I always appreciate you yeah, listening and commenting and calling, too, very much. I appreciate it. Thank you. Lynn, look, I think that if all these previous reports, not only from media, but I'm talking from past coaches and former players that have played for Mike Leach, if all this stuff they say is true, it, it, it states system, that offensive system, all that kind of stuff, they learn it quickly. You've heard Mike Leach talk about it. The way they coach it, the way they install it, it's not hard for guys to learn. Now, is it hard to perfect it? Oh, yeah, nah, no doubt. And I'm like you. I mean, on the surface, I look at it and go, okay, you're, you're not only changing coaches, but really you're totally changing styles with a transfer quarterback. Um, there's definitely a setback there. If I look at Arkansas, transition there, I don't know schematically how big of a transition it is. I just know they won't be this or trying to be this all-out spread team that they were. But they have Felipe Franks transferring in there immediately eligible who has been through the the whole SEC thing, knows about it. Maybe that's an advantage for them. You know, Lane Kiffin going in there, certainly multiple. They got a new coaching staff at Ole Miss. They got to learn new stuff. But that's a coach who's been in the SEC before, you know, in the division before pretty recently. Look at Missouri. I just don't know a whole lot about what that system is going to be. I just think there's kind of equal challenges for all. 
But I wouldn't, Lynn, my opinion is that you can't, right now, knowing what we know, which is not very much, point to one coach or system and say, well, they, they're they at a bigger disadvantage than the others. And I certainly wouldn't do that for Mike Leach and for State, just because there's this years upon years and all these former players and quarterbacks all saying, man, you learn the whole offense within two weeks. You know it. And then you just practice the same stuff over and over again until you perfect it. So from an offensive standpoint, I don't think it's that big of a deal. And then defensively, yeah, you got new defensive coaches these places too, but defense is so much different than offense. Defense, there's only so many variations you can line up in in defense. There's only so, so many things you can do. And like the new guy, Arnett at State, he's got a history of going three down and, you know, nickel and dime packages constantly in a secondary and kind of a Jolie Dunn style of, of defense. But it's still all about your personnel, and you still got 11 guys. You got to cover everybody. And the offense is really dictating how you line up and what you're in coverage wise. You can play man or zone. That's about it. Two variations of that. So I just don't think it's a thing where you can point to one place and go, well, that coach, because of his system and because of this guy, has a bigger disadvantage than the others. I, I just don't see it that way. Over here on Facebook, Paul commented and he said, Matt, I'm just curious, could groups of players, 10 or less, still gather and be working, practicing on their own, so to speak? If so, could one of those 10 people be a coach? Look, if we, listen, Paul, if we're in a situation where colleges, that university, whether it's a state law over them, whether we're all under some, you know, U.S. mandate or law, or if it's a state thing over the university, or if the university does it itself, and it's saying no gatherings bigger than 10 people, then this won't happen. Classes won't happen on campus. Therefore, football won't happen on campus. If, if we're still under a deal where, oh, no more than 10, you can forget it. What I'm talking about in all these scenarios is they're not going to do that. They're going to be done with this whole limiting the gatherings. People are going to be wearing masks everywhere they go. People are going to be not touching each other, and they're going to be distancing some. But they're going to be in classrooms, sitting in seats and washing their hands like crazy. Uh, it's coming. Jay in Baltimore, Matt, is there a... Exercise routine with this diet, getting out of breath while standing. Some would call that being out of shape. <laughs> yeah, no, I use, I'm not out of breath by any stretch. What I'm saying is, here's what I would say to you. You'll see, and even if you're in uh, shape, here's what I would say to you. Get a page out of a book. Get your Bible out, okay? And just turn it over to something and decide I'm going to read every word of this entire page, every word, start to finish, at a pretty good pace, the way that I feel time on the radio. You're just going to, all right, sit down in a chair, get really good and settled, give yourself a few minutes, and read through it. And then stand up. Stand up, <clears throat> put your shoulders back. And then stand there and do the same thing and read through it every single word. And you'll see what I mean is your recovery 
will be just a tad bit different while you're standing. And that's why, you know, people who sing will tell you that too. And then even for like the Timberlakes and the J-Lo's and those people that, you know, they perform live, it's a whole different kind of deal. It's kind of like being in game shape versus not with being able to, you know, perform all that stuff while you're on your feet. Because your voice just acts different. It'll, it'll even sound different to you is what I'm saying. And for me, yeah, if you want to know the truth, there is a, you know, a pretty good daily and nightly uh, exercise routine with this. It wasn't in the beginning because I was so out of shape and so overweight, in my opinion, that I needed to just basically get on the diet and knock some pounds off over the course of, you know, three, four weeks to begin with before I jumped into more of the, uh, the actual exercise. Yeah, but now it's a lot of, I mean, there's some cardio in there, but I'm not doing as much of that as I am weights, lower body one day, upper body the next, and then by, and then back and forth and back and forth. And I'm sore all the time because at my age, my muscles don't recover as fast as they used to, you know, 15 years ago. I mean, I could do leg day every day if I wanted to, because I would recover. <laughs> and it's just, man, I'm telling you at 43, those legs did not recover that fast. Uh, for sure. Grumpy just texts me. It's good to hear from you, Grumpy. It's been a while. He texts me on the country pleasing text line. And he said, Matt, have been, uh, let's see here. Matt, I've been crisscrossing the South for the last few days with my mask on. Did pick up the end of the show on Monday when you mentioned April 28th and Jake Mangum breaking the hit record. Yes, I was there on the third base side. But if I'm not mistaken, Jeffrey Simmons' intro at the game was the loudest. <laughs> also, I stand up for your show every day. Oh, yeah. So you stand up and walk around while you listen to the show. That's great. That's good. I didn't remember that. So that was the day that Jeffrey Simmons threw out the first pitch, huh? April 28th last year, after he was a first-rounder for Tennessee. Uh, I'm sure it was loud. I'm sure it was. I've seen the pictures. Old Jake. Old Jake Mangum. SEC all-time hits leader. Hard to believe that was just one that was already one year ago. Seems like it was, you know, two months ago. Good stuff. Uh, I also mentioned this in the first hour, but it, there are a lot of people that have tuned in since then. I, I just want to I'm gonna cap off because we're gonna move on to a couple of other things. But I am going to, you know, sort of here, you know, in the next little bit here, an hour or two, kind of cap off our what seems like has been a week long discussion on reading the signs of what all this is pointing to. And now here we are on a Friday, kind of deciding that it looks like October 1st to be the, uh, the target start date for college football, at least in my opinion. I don't know if this plays a factor or not. I just think it's smart business on part of the NFL. And you need to be aware. Because if those hiccups come and college football does not get started this fall, then you're going to be watching NFL football. If college, according to a report, if college games don't return this season, the NFL appears to be willing, certainly, to jump in there on uh, to jump in there on the Saturday time slot. The NFL has had preliminary talks with broadcast partners. That's all of them: CBS, Fox, NBC, ESPN, ABC about a potential shift of some of the games to Saturday kickoffs, and that's according to a report from the New York Post. So um, 
if you don't get college football, you're going to be watching it. The NFL is going to play in some shape, form, or fashion. Just because they can make decisions so much differently. They got more money. First of all, they have less logistics to figure out. There are only 32 teams. <laughs> There's one office handling every schedule. You know, so more money, less to deal with logistically. They can figure it out. They will play football. The NFL will. So if you don't get the college stuff, if bad news does pop up between now and then, you're going to be watching NFL football at some point this fall. Hey, and before we move on to, uh, Brian sent me this on Twitter. Brian, thank you for the heads up. I really do appreciate it. Keaton Thompson tweeted that he is committed to and is transferring to the University of Virginia. So congratulations to KT. Great kid. Uh, made a lot of plays for Mississippi State in his young career. Of course, we know what happened with the coaching change and all that kind of stuff was weird over the last couple of seasons. But Keaton Thompson tweeting it out, graphic there with his picture. They've uh, photoshopped it to where he's in Virginia colors and Virginia uniform. Uh, committed Keaton Thompson going to Virginia. He will be a Cavalier. Brian, thanks for sharing that with me for the heads up so I could get it on the air. A lot of people wonder where KT might end up. That's a good program. Kind of a, a, a program that's trending upward, so to speak. All right. Hour two rolling along with you here on this Friday. Just getting started, really. Stick around. You're listening to The Matt Wyatt Show. Back on the show, Anthony on Facebook says uh, Keaton Thompson should absolutely shine at Virginia. I don't know their schedule right off uh, the top of my head, but the hardest game they would possibly have is Clemson, maybe Florida State with Norvell coaching. Y'all, am I crazy, but isn't Bronco Mendenhall the coach now at Virginia? I mean, <laughs> that's something I absolutely should know right off the top of my head, but I don't. Um, let's see if we can get that pulled up. Because I, you're right, I, I'm curious, but I, I'm pretty sure that it's a Bronco Mendenhall program now. They made a big jump this past year, uh, but before I actually start, you know, quoting their wins totals and stuff, I just want to look it up and, and try to get that right. So I'll look it up right now. Back on the show in the Farm Bureau studio, Farm Bureau, go with the home team. I'm Matt Beavers here. Anything y'all want with us, you got it. Yeah. All right. So. See, Virginia just won the ACC Coastal and played Clemson in the ACC Championship game. Not, not a close game, but they were, in 2019, they were 9-5. and five. They were 7-0 and oh at home, 9-5, and 6-2 in the ACC. And, I mean, that's got to be what, year, year three? For Mendenhall, their schedule this year 
Anthony. Now, everything comes with an asterisk, right? When you say, you know, this year, 2020. But their schedule this year is supposed to start on September the 7th against Georgia. And I'm sure that's going to be one of those kickoff neutral site deals. So they got Georgia right now as the season opener. Three straight home games and then make that trip to Clemson. And then once the Clemson's their first ACC opponent, and they would go Clemson, North Carolina, Georgia Tech, Old Dominion, Miami, Louisville, Duke, Pitt, and then, of course, Virginia Tech. You get Virginia, Virginia Tech at the end of every year. You know, in terms of in-state rivalry games, um, Virginia, Virginia Tech, boy, is off the radar, isn't it? Have you ever even watched one of them? I don't know that I have. And you never hear anything about it. You hear South Carolina, Clemson all day. Michigan, Michigan State. Mississippi State, Ole Miss. You know, Florida, Florida State. Georgia, Georgia Tech. You hear all that all the time. You ever hear anything about Virginia Tech, Virginia? I never do. Last year... Let's see, Virginia had the loss in the bowl game to Florida. Do you think there could be any connection there whatsoever? The fact that the Virginia coaching staff and the Mississippi State coaching staff spent a lot of, I'm sorry, not Mississippi State, the Virginia coaching staff and the Florida coaching staff spent a lot of time together for the Capital One Orange Bowl this past year. It was a good game, 36-28. Florida the winner, that then Virginia is the one who turns around and grabs Keaton Thompson, the former Mullen recruit, out of the portal. Or is that just a total coincidence? What do you think? <clears throat> just curious what you think. Last year, Virginia started out 4-0, and wins over Pittsburgh, William & Mary, Florida State, Old Dominion. Then they lost two in a row on the road to Notre Dame and Miami. Had a win in October over Duke, 48-14, to just blew them out. Lost on the road at Louisville, an improved Louisville team, 28-21, good ball game. Then went on a four-game win streak in November. They won at North Carolina, close game. Uh, beat Georgia Tech at home even closer. Beat the Tar out of Liberty, 55-27. That was an in-state game, by the way. And then beat Virginia Tech. 39-30, so a nine-point win there. Gave up 62 points to Clemson. <laughs> Man, <clears throat> 62 to Clemson in the ACC title game. See, I told you it was a blowout, not close. Yeah, but I, I see what you're seeing. You know, it's a pretty good situation for him. I mean, it really is. I want to get back to some comments here. I uh, played you the quote, Mark Emmert, what he said, the fact that it is true. It's not just about when can you play football, but these are colleges, these are universities. It's about when can you get students on campus. We heard that. Here's more from NCAA President Mark Emmert. He says it doesn't really matter when the football season starts. The NCAA rules specify briefly when a season can begin and when it can end, and also how many games you got to play to be eligible for a championship or a bowl game. Uh, we're going to have to be ready to be really flexible uh, around all that. We're going to have to 
temporarily deregulate a whole variety of things just to allow students to have a, a good athletic and academic experience and also stay healthy. But, you know, when the CFP plays and, and, and what that looks like and how it's formatted, that's not an NCAA issue. Most people think it is. It's not. It's just those 10 school, 10 conferences. And there was a comment in this interview with NBC Sports Network from Emmert about the recent proposed legislation for name, image, and likeness, allowing athletes to market themselves. Listen to what he said. We now have a space where young men, young women are showing up uh, to colleges with a significant social media presence, with already being influencers, already having a following that people in the advertising world and the endorsement world uh, want to be engaged with. So as we've spent the past over, over a year now, exploring what we could do in this arena and what the schools would be supportive of while still maintaining the, mm-hmm. the basic principles of what is a student athlete and, and what does it mean to be compensated to be an athlete uh, in a collegiate setting, it became more and more reasonable and people's comfort level rose. Still a lot of unanswered questions, still a lot of work to do over the next nine months before any of this becomes a permanent part of NCAA rules. But we're in, a, we're in a much better space today than we were uh, just a few days ago. You make top or bottom of that? I don't know that I really can. But he is right, you know, and they're recognizing you got a lot of these kids that because they're big-time stars coming out of high school and they already have tremendous social media followings that can be monetized on sites like Facebook and YouTube. Um that could lead to opportunities, but they have been, you know, for the amateurism model, have to shut all that down. And maybe that's one change that, that maybe that's uh, part of this change that is sort of the impetus of this change going, yeah, I mean, that's so obviously unfair in the grand scheme of things. When, where the NCA model would be really talking out of two sides of its mouth going, you know, well, back in 95, we eliminated this and we shut down athletics dorms. You can no longer house athletes in one place together because they have to be out in the regular student body, just like all the other students. And if they want to live off campus, they got to be allowed to do that. Just like all the other students, we're going to treat them like all the other students. They're no different than other students. So that's what, I mean, and boy, they really made a big deal of it. Back in the early 90s. <laughs> Yet now, all these things they can't do just like normal students. And I, I get that. So it sounds to me like that part of it was maybe the impetus to this. Or is a big sticking point in all of this. On this day in Major League Baseball. Let me get a baseball song for you. Does that make you think about Are you missing baseball? I had a guy yesterday tell me, man, I don't miss baseball at all. I thought I was a baseball fan, but I don't miss it. Talking about Major League Baseball. I miss it. On this day in 1991, Nolan Ryan, the old man, 40-plus whatever he was, threw his seventh career no-hitter. That's it. Number seven is in the box. The remarkable Ryan has done it again. That happened on May the 1st. 1991. Who were they playing? I looked that up earlier 
There was a little bit in the story. Another really cool thing happened on this day. I'll tell you what it is. I'll let you hear it too. But same day, the exact same day that Nolan Ryan threw the no-hitter. He was pitching for the Angels. Uh, he no-hit the Blue Jays at Arlington Stadium, three-zip. He was 44 years old. How about that? 44 years old. He struck out 16 batters through his seventh career no-hitter, May the 1st, 1991. So that same exact day, Ricky Henderson passed Lou Brock to become baseball's all-time stolen base leader. He stole his 939th. Ricky goes, a pitch ticket. He's going to have it. He does. Ricky Henderson, no contest, steals third base, jerks the bag from its moorings, and holds it aloft, representing number 939. Lou Brock was the symbol of great base stealing. But today, I'm the greatest of all time. Thank you. <laughs> I remember when that happened. You know, nowadays you wouldn't think twice about a guy saying, well, I got the record. I'm the greatest of all time. Back then it was a big deal when somebody said it. Also on this day in 2000, Barry Bonds hit the first ball ever into McCovey Cove. And he hits one high. He hits one deep. McCovey Cove. Out of here. <laughs> He sure did. Ball floating out there in the water. Splash down. Coming up next, a real treat. Mary Liddy's going to be here with me and tell you what she did this morning. Y'all stick around. You're listening to The Matt Wyatt Show. is having a good time. <laughs> Mary Liddy Wyatt is in the Farm Bureau studio. Farm Bureau, go with the home team. Can you say that, Mary? Go with the home team. Now, you got to stand up where I can see you. Okay, I, I can't okay. even see. I rearranged <laughs> the studio with this big stand-up desk, and it's my fault. I'll extend it for next time. But right now, I'm having to like look around my computer to okay, be able to see it. you. We get it. You get it? <laughs> Hey, move that microphone up right in front of your mouth. Right there? Yeah, that's better. Okay. Okay. Beaver, can you hear Mary Liddy okay? Yep. Okay, good. Making sure. Well, the last time I talked to you, you were kind of sad because that day, that exact day that I had you on the show, you had learned that school was permanently canceled. Yep. What's life been like for you since that day? <laughs> um... Mm, well, I was sad that day, but I got over it. But I'm still, like, sad that I don't get to go to school. I'm pretty yeah. sure everyone is. Really? <laughs> so, you know, some kids don't want to go to school. I know, I know. Yeah. But I do like school, so. Yeah. I'm glad you like it. Well, yeah. uh, speaking of school, that's why I wanted to talk to you. What uh, What was that whole thing you and your mama went to this morning what was that so this morning me and my mom and so some of 
a lot of the kids and the teachers at my school, Lawhorn Elementary, um, we did a drive-by parade for my principal, and um, he was—he didn't like the, he didn't know we was gonna like, we were gonna do it. What's so it, we what's surprised his name? Mr. Shumpert. Mr. Shumpert. So he yeah. didn't know that y'all were gonna drive by and what honk the horn and stuff. No, he didn't know. <laughs> so, Is that what you did? You honked the horn? And yeah, and, and we, me and Mama made a sign that said, "We love you, Mr. Shumpert." <laughs> What what was his reaction? He was happy. <laughs> yeah, I bet. He was surprised too, because again, I, yeah, he didn't know that we were gonna do it. Well, so, that was that was the first time that you had seen him since they like canceled. In like a long time, yeah. Right, since they had canceled school. Right? And most of the teachers were there. Some of the special special specials teachers were there yeah. too. So well, and specials is. In, in your school, specials is like, that's what y'all so like call. like one day we have like P.E., the other day we have C.E., the other day we have art, the other day we have music. Okay, um, but like you said P.E. The and then, you said P.E. and then what? C.E. C.E., what is that? Counselor education. Counselor education. I, yeah. I what do you do in counselor education? Uh, So on the Promethean board, we watch a book and then we like, talk about it because oh. there's always a lesson in the book yeah and we learned about integrity and stuff like that okay okay integrity so that's what counselor education is yes what was it like to drive by and see your school for it, the first time it was really fun and it made me realize how much i missed school because Normally, normally when you go to school, we're like, okay, let's go to school. We're not like really, really excited about. It. We're like, like we want to go to school, but mm -hmm. I, like I want to go to school, but we're not like always like excited about. It. I'm like, yeah, we're going to school. <laughs> but now this time has made us realize how important stuff is to us. And when I drove by there, I was so sad because I just wanted to go in and have class, and I miss. Um, you driving me to school every day. Yeah. Us listening to country songs. Yeah. <laughs> we always listen to country songs. <laughs> we would always listen to country music on the way to school. <laughs> and then we'd do fight songs. You know, we'd listen to the different fight songs. Yeah. Uh, some days. Uh, I miss that too. That was always fun. But, you know, Mary, we've actually spent a lot more time together at, since we've been at home. Yes. Than we, we would have. have. You just miss your friends too. Yeah. What was it that mommy said that you said? About you wish you could give your school so a hug. So I wish my arms were wide enough to give my whole school a hug. <laughs> you mean like the people or the school itself? The school itself. No, I hear you. So. <laughs> well, you know, it's an interesting thing. And here it is, May the 1st. There's a lot of things that are happening this month. Yeah. Like? Um, it's, bo it's both of your grandmother's birthdays. Really? Yeah. I did not know that. <laughs> Grandmommy's birthday is this month. Honey's birthday is this month. Oh, yeah. Um, Mommy told me that I think next weekend is Honey's birthday. Oh, I think. you know so. what else is this month? Not this weekend, but next. It's Mother's Day. Oh, yeah. What should we, what should we do? We always do something. Well, don't say it on the air. What if she's listening? Yeah. 
I bet she is. <laughs> Every time you come on the radio, she show, always listens. She always listens. She and, listens sometimes when I'm not on. Oh, then my mic go off. No, I. I oh. <laughs> yeah. You got to keep it really close to your mouth. Okay, it's like that. Yeah, there like you go. That? Just hold it right there. Okay. Yeah, we'll fix it for next time. Okay. Because I got in here and I did all this stuff before that's good? today. Yeah, that's good. Okay. I did all this stuff and it messed up a few things that we normally had kind of messed up. <laughs> so we'll have to get them right. All right. Yeah. Well, I just wanted to talk to you on the air. I know today was a big day. Yeah. You got to drive by and see your school and yeah. see your principal. How many kids were driving by? Um, a lot of kids and a lot of teachers. Yeah. So it was fun. Hey, and you're gonna do another drive by today, right? Yeah. What? Um, we're gonna do one for my mom for um this guy down the street. That's right. He was the MSU homecoming king. Yes. And we're going to have a graduation party drive by. Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly right. Spencer is his name. So we're going to yeah. all line up in the neighborhood and and like the, drive by. And we're going to drive by and honk the horn and ring cowbells and say Hale State, right? Yeah. Because he's a bulldog. We're going to make a sign. Oh, really? Yeah, me and my mom. Have you already started? Um, no. <laughs> no? Okay. Well, you better get started. Yep. Good to talk to you, Mary Liddy. It was good to talk to you, too. Thank you for being on the air. You're welcome. We'll do it again next week. Yeah. All right. See ya. See ya. See ya. <laughs> <laughs> and that's Mary Liddy. And she's off to go make a sign with Mommy. Yeah, we're. you can take them off. Yeah. See you later. You did great. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, yeah, we'll do that again next week. She's off to go make a sign because they're going to have a drive-by uh, graduation party for Spencer. See ya who was the Mississippi State homecoming king. Paul says, what a darling she is. Let me tell you something right now. The kid is full of ability and loves to talk, loves to sing. <laughs> Max says she's a cutie pie. And part of the thing, y'all are going to enjoy this, okay? Those of you especially that get to watch the show, like Paul watching on Facebook and Max watching on Periscope, Part of the setup in adding this stand-up desk and moving some things around and utilizing the space a little better is that we're going to add a camera, an, another camera to the live stream so that like when Annabeth and Mary Liddy come in here, I can put them on camera too. Y'all can see them and we can do some different things in here. Uh, so we just have, don't have it done yet. Paul, she's eight years old, going on 18, full of life. Uh, loves to be on the radio too. She really does. All right. Just a couple of things. Um, let's see. Jason said, I just wanted to say, I absolutely love when you have your daughter and your wife on. You're already a likable and a relatable guy, but it makes it even more so. Well, and, you know, really, that's one thing I've learned over the years, too, uh, Jason, is like the older I get, the more um, I learn this lesson is that, you know, I've always you watch people on TV or you listen to someone on the radio and you kind of pull this shade between you and them of, you know, of a disconnect, but there is no disconnect. They're just people just like us, all of them, same kind of problems, same kind of things they like. I mean, we're all just people, no doubt about it, but I appreciate your kind words very, very much. Tony Joe texted earlier on the country pleasing text line. And he said, Matt, the elephant in the room, he said, so if the starting quarterback or linebacker, a star for the university always lands 
a lucrative advertising contract with a particular in-state company, what does that mean? Well, Tony Joe, right now, if the stuff that they're proposing goes through, it doesn't mean anything. As long as it's within the framework that is being proposed, which is that particular athlete does a, you know, on a contract basis, 1099 type deal, not an employee deal, goes out and is a, a representative of or a an influencer for or does marketing on behalf of that in-state company. It could be on television, it could be on radio, it could be on social media, online, on YouTube. And as long as that athlete does that and represents that in-state company and get paid whatever they want to pay him and make that money, as long as he or she, the athlete, doesn't go do like a car commercial wearing a Mississippi State pullover or they don't go on a commercial for, a, you know, a... You know, some other, like a Matt Wyatt Media wearing a Southern Miss jersey or something. You know, they can't wear school clothing and logos, but they can go out and be in a commercial and market on behalf of that company for whatever they think they're worth under this new thing. So you say it's an elephant in the room, but under the framework they're proposing, it's really not an elephant in the room. It just is what it is. They can do it every year with the same kid on the same team and here we go <laughs> a little wild wild west going on but hey the rich will get richer i promise you that i promise you that you want to find where people's priorities are find their money and follow it see y'all monday see you